Okay, so today I'm talking to, I'd say, legend of the Irish uh, betting scene, Johnny Deneen. Thanks very much for taking some time out, Johnny, especially at short notice to speak to us. Um, first of all, I mean, people change, um, people don't really like certain terms. So how would you describe what you do for a living? Look, I, I suppose f f fellas will think that you, because you get a little extra income from certain things like 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 doing a podcast or, or maybe a bit of rental that you're not really a professional gambler as such i suppose but i'd like i look i don't care what people think of me really but i probably think i, I am a probably a professional gambler because the the few bits and pieces that i do earn don't have any big bearing on on, on my uh on my yearly um outcome as such so i kind of need to win gambling to, to to make a living to be honest and how long have you been making a living from gambling? Um, well, I, I, like I bet from from since I was knee high to a grasshopper, but 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 I'd say I, I was about twenty seven or so before I really grasped it. I was like, what whatever you'd like to call it in the wilderness or whatever for for since I was like I didn't really know what was happening or it took a, it takes a long time to. To get the hang of it really it's not the thing that you, you kind of inherit overnight so i'd say from 27 till i'm 52 now so probably 25 years and uh but but saying that uh, this year is fine for me but but uh, what year is 2009 the last four years i found it very difficult found it very difficult i i, I never lost until i lost uh, i've lost two out of the last four years and basically put the four years together i haven't really made any money like i'm only just standing still as such like you know what i mean so what i won the other two years only only rubbed out the other the two losing ones but up to that i was winning like on a consistent basis no i'm winning this year so i i'm happy the way this year is going very happy actually so um but only for having a few quid put away from the good days i'd be out of business like because of the last four years where I actually made no money bar a few little rentals and things like that that I was getting in, you know? Okay, so, I mean, I was going to talk about your gambling a bit more later, but now you've, you've brought that up. I mean, assuming that you've, you know, you said you've got a bit of money saved back. Do you, you know, how if somebody starts to lose, you know, two times in four years, do you start doubting yourself a bit? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, the, the, the one different thing was, when I started losing as a bookie, I I knew I was beat. You know what I'm saying? And I was I was willing to put my hands up and say I'm finished here. Whereas in the punting side of it, I felt that I wasn't doing a lot wrong, and um, I could see myself turning it around. You know what I mean? That kind of way. Uh, like I remember going back in 2011 or say probably 12 years ago. I didn't win much either on the year. Do you know what I mean? I won very very little it wouldn't have covered our expenses at home even, you know, that kind of way. And I was thinking like, am I, am I washed up here? But, but I did turn it around like for the next six or seven, eight years and started making, making a decent living again. But even the last four years, even though I haven't won any money, I haven't really, I haven't been doing a lot wrong. And, and I, I've, I've, I had it, but I still have the self-belief that I could still win punting. Whereas at the end of my bookmaking career, I knew I couldn't win bookmaking, making money. Now, I, I've been been lucky enough to be going over to Ireland for the last couple of years in the betting rings, speaking to people, and everybody that um, mentions you, they sort of do it in hushed, reverential tones and say, "Johnny Deneen had the best card in the whole of Ireland." Would you Would you agree with that? 
Look, everyone has a bit of a, has a bit of a card and, and and a bit of an opinion in that. But look, the the, the once the Betfair really grabbed a hold, the, the cards started to disappear because as somebody with with a bit of with a bit of valuable information doesn't doesn't need to doesn't need to inform you anymore because they don't need you because they can do their own thing on the exchanges without using maybe a fellow with a with a bookmaker's license and such. You know, so if I was putting on for people. Um, or maybe laying horses for people, or backing against horses for whatever. It, 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 of course, it would, it would have been valuable. But, but a lot of that stuff dried up because they didn't need to tell me anymore what they were doing because they could do it off their own bat. And so, why would you in, include anybody else when, when I wasn't bringing anything to the table as such? In an instance like that, you know what I'm saying. So, a lot of that stuff dried up, and you, 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 you were getting your card marked from the bet from the exchanges, the same as everybody else. And what, 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 what I found my point of, from bookmaking was that when at the end of my bookmaking career, that the exchange was 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 knew a lot more than I did anyway. Absolutely, and and that's the reason one of the main reasons why I packed it in because. Like after a while, you had to admit defeat to the whoever is you. You didn't know who was betting on the exchanges for starters, and basically you had to say, "Look, these guys know more than me. I'm out of my league here. It's time for me to leave the table." Okay, now we want to talk about, especially about your bookmaking career and stuff a bit later on. But you told me a bit about yourself uh, yesterday, so I want to get back to the the beginning there. Um, you told me your mum and dad were both in the teaching uh, profession. But they enjoyed yeah. going to the the horses and the dogs, and I assume that that's where you got your love of it initially. Well, my, yeah, my mum and dad were both teachers. Like my, my my dad was a maths teacher, but my mum had no interest whatsoever in, in anything to do with horses. You know what I mean? But my, my dad used to go at the weekends. The dogs of a Friday, we we did dog track local to us as well. So a lot of guys used to congregate around the dog track kids, and when at, when they were when they were like ten and eleven years of age, and yeah, that kind of gets you into the betting side of it, and. And my dad used to go to the dogs. We used to go to point to points of a Sunday, like that was part of a, the, the weekend as such. And I kind of quickly got in, interested in the in the in the in the betting side of it and whatever. And and at maybe 13, 14 years of age, I would start at clerking for bookies when they were stuck, maybe at a point to point or at a dog meeting if they had no one to clerk from. I I could I learned how to clerk, like writing the, the bets in the book and all that kind of stuff. So uh, look from t- 13, 14, I, I mean, I could I could work maybe two nights a weekend, Friday and Saturday night at, at, at the dogs and a Sunday at the point the points. So I had a, I I kind of had access to money at at an early age, not like not a lot of money, but like I, I might earn hundred pounds for the weekend, which is a lot for a thirteen or fourteen year old. You know what I mean? That kind of way. So and invariably, I'd probably lose it betting away myself. But at that time, you you could gamble when you were fourteen and fifteen years of age. No, Nobody like, like that's all changed. No, but no, nobody took any notice of it. But it, it it was kind of ingrained. I got to like it, and I got to go to the races, and 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 the dogs. And one thing that really fascinated me was the bookies. Um, I remember going to the races, and you, you'd look at, I mean, uh, you'd look at somebody like Sean Graham. Do you remember Sean Graham? Yeah, yeah. Like you'd be mesmerized watching him working i was anyway i was a young fellow looking up and and he he priced the board and his figures were immaculate and you you had this like mini wall street kind of a thing going on you had fellas running for him and and they running here there and everywhere back and back horses he was doing all the businesses such at the races davy mean was another fantastic layer at the time he was he was a dublin bookmaker um but i was looking up at these guys like in awe looking at these i'd say like I suppose it was it was the kind of a thing where I, at fourteen years of age I was saying like, 
like a lot of guys wanted to be soccer players maybe or whatever I kind of looked up to these guys and they'd say like I want to be like that someday do you know that kind of way and I was interested more in looking at these guys when I was going with my dad to the races and studying them than actually watching the races as such you know what I mean I found that part of the fascinating and another guy who used to make a book at the dogs and Clark Liam Cashman he had a string of betting shops around the south um, he was a fantastic operator, fantastic operator. He was he was could control the whole crowd at the Greyhound track as well. He covered like he he worked at Cork Dog Track for years, and he was the he was the king. You know what I mean? A bit like um Ted Hagerty now in the dogs in Shelburne Park. Like I clerked for Ted a few times. Like Ted is what a fantastic operator he is. Like you know what I mean? But again, he was like a a fellow conducting an orchestra. Everyone. Was watching him, and it's the same look when when you used to go. Everybody used to watch Sean Graham. Everybody used to watch fellas like Davy Mead, Liam Cashman at the Dogs in Cork, and and Hig Ted Hegarty at the Dogs in, in Shelburne Park, and and like Ted is still going. Like you know, what I mean, after all those years, he's still doing it. Like what? what he was probably the, the best bookie I ever clerked for. Now, to be honest, and what what was your what was your dad's attitude to betting? I mean, you say he's a maths teacher. Did he sort of explain to you the figures of what you're up against trying to win gambling? What was it? No, no. You, you, uh, he was just a casual gambler. He wasn't a big better at all. You know what I mean? He, he just liked having a bet. He's he's like gambling like in in handy money. He still does bet. Like he's 85 now and he still bets away. But he was never a big gambler. He used to play poker in the pub on the way home. All you know, handy money sort of stuff. But uh, he never explained to me about anything. I had to learn the hard way. Like, I was probably betting from 13 to, probably, I'd say, I was betting 13, 14 years before I knew what to do properly. Do you know what I mean? I was, like, in, I would, at 20, 21 years of age or whatever, I'd spend most weekends, I couldn't go anywhere because I wouldn't have a shilling in my pocket. Do you know what I mean? The same okay. as most people. I do. I've done that myself. Um, yeah. so when, when you were working clerking, I mean, what did you learn apart from obviously how to clerk? But did you sort of start to grasp, you know, how how the bookies it was in their favour and that sort of thing? You know, even though you were still losing, did you get that start to get the the, the gist of it? Well, I I, I suppose I, I I learned from I worked for a lot of bookies, big ones, small ones, um, fellas with plenty of money, fellas with no money. Do you know what I mean? And they all look, they all approached it kind of differently, um. I didn't see anything from any any of them that, that I didn't think that I could that couldn't do as well as if not better. If you know what I'm saying, some of the guys that I worked for didn't have a clue what they were doing in my eyes anyway. Do you know what I mean? And like once you get into your twenties, you could see that quite clearly. Like at thirteen or fourteen, you you wouldn't really understand it, but when you're twenty one or twenty two, you could see. I mean, I could see fellas laying favorites, but they had no reason for doing it. Do you know what I mean? They laid them because they were favorites that kind of thing. And I just knew that that was not the way to make a book anymore anyway. I didn't think it was. And once I got to a stage, I was in, was clerking for Phyllis for five, maybe five or six years, five years. And I just said to myself, I, I said it to a, a guy, a friend of mine, Gary Lawler, he, works, he used to work with Seamus Mulvaney. And uh, I said to him, I was thinking of going out on my own. And he said, look, do you know what? He said, look, he said, you have much to lose because if it does, if it goes wrong, you can always go back clerking. So I said, you know what? It's probably right. That's not bad advice. So I said, I'll have a go off it then. You know that kind of way? Yeah. I mean, I was sort of in the betting ring at the time you were talking about. And it was quite a, um, thinking outside the box. All the bookmakers used to get the favourite in. Yeah. Yeah. Differently, like, uh, 20 years ago. 
Yeah, that's the way they just operate. They'd lay the favourite and they'd have the second favourite to take her, all this kind of stuff. I mean, I, I was going home every night saying, look, seven races, four favourites win every day. I can't, that can't be the right way to approach it anyway. Do you know what I mean? There's got to be races where you where, where you duck and there's got to be races where you where you double up, maybe. You know that kind of way? Where you, like, you just don't stand the, the, the favourite in, in every race for the same amount of money. I could not operate like that anyway myself. You know what I mean? If when I was doing it, I just pick my, my goals and, and have a go. I'd back a favourite if I needed needed to back one, lay one if I needed to one, whatever, stay out of a race if I thought there wasn't much of an edge in it or either way, I had no strong opinion. But but these guys were betting in every single race, had no opinion in any race as far as I could see. I, I know they had most of them had no opinion. And to me, that was not the way to, the, the, the game was evolving and, and that was not the way to keep at it anyway. Most of these guys didn't finish up bookmaking either. Well, I didn't either, so, but, 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 so my system didn't work either in the finish. But my, I kind of outgrew my, I, I was a kind of a gambling bookie and once the Betfair came in, that put away the gambling bookie in my opinion anyway. Okay, we'll talk about your gambling uh, as a bookie in the next part. Okay. Okay, Johnny. In part one, you you talked about you spoke to your mate that um about going out uh, yourself as a bookmaker. You started doing the hard yards bookmaking at dog tracks, point to points, and at the end of the line in four pitches. Now, you must have had an edge to survive because you couldn't rely on the figures of or a turnover where you used to bet. Surely. Yeah, well, I, I started at the dogs in, in Yarl, that's where I'm from, and like there was very little expenses in that. You know what I mean? So. Yeah. Um, look, that time, Simon, to me, bookmaking was very much um, and against punters. It, it was the blind against the blinder, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah. No, no, nobody, there was no guys with huge, huge edges there. Like the, the, the Betfair was a huge educator for, for, for people. But I started at, say, the dogs. I did the point to points of a Sunday. And then I started to go into the, maybe bet at the end of the line. Uh at the race meetings and you wouldn't get on every day. You, you wouldn't, there's lots of times you wouldn't get on at all. And you like, you'd get on every day nowadays. All right. But you, you and at that time you wouldn't get on and um, you kind of had to hope you'd get on at the end of the line. But I, I would go to, I kind of made a decision that I wouldn't bet in every race when I was making the book, I'd pick the ones I wanted to lay and pick the races I wanted to get involved in and duck the other ones. And if it meant driving three hours, to go 11 to 10 and even money chance and take me a few quid out of it. That's that's what we used to do. And if one win or lose, we, we'd go into the car and go home, that kind of thing. If, if there were races, there were plenty of races where we just, I just wouldn't get involved in them because I didn't think it, it was, it, I didn't see any benefit in getting involved in it, whereas other guys were, couldn't wait to get involved in every single race. I found that worked for me anyway. That worked for me for a period, obviously, for a, for a period of 10 or 15 years. That kind of stuff worked for you. Uh, now, saying that, if if you, sometimes at after a while, if you started getting those races right, if you, if you started going five to four and eleven to ten or six to five chance and getting them beat, it it became noticed, and suddenly you you kind of became the victim of your own success. If you know what I mean, you you, you kind of had to move it around in in so far as if at the finish. Fellas would be half afraid to bet with you because they thought you knew something. It was most of the time it was only an opinion. And a lot of the time it used to be wrong. But at the finish, I used to find that I'd have to get other people to lay the favorites for me and and maybe maybe me go 
even money the 11 to 10 chance and let someone else down the line go five to four and let him fill the bag for me, if you know what I'm saying? Yeah, so, but I mean, doing it that way, you still would have, even though you said you were wrong a lot of the time, you would have had to be right more of the time to have made it pay doing it that way. So would were you sort of head stuck in the form book or were you getting good marks or was it a mixture of the two? How oh, were you look, your head it, was, it was a whole cocktail of a load of stuff. <clears throat> it was it was marks, it was form book, it was it it was it, it was hunches. It, it was like you depose certain stables, certain jockeys, and different races, and that kind of a thing. Look, if you had a few punters to it, I had a few punters. You, you, if you got them on the run, you, you you could get money off them. You know what I mean? At that time, the, like those punters probably don't really exist much anymore. But there was a few punters around in 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 those days, and and you need punters to get started in this game, and and you need to, you and another thing you need you need a lot of luck. In this game, you you need to come like I I kind of arrived at the at the right time in bookmaking when 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 there was the Celtic Tiger or whatever you like to call it was 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 starting to come and there was big money swirling around like you, you mean you you could go you could go down to the end of the line like like I I don't know what to speak figures around it but you could get you, you could get five figures out of a horse at the end of the line in Avon and if you if you if you wanted it and an even money chance you could be down in in, in, in hundred yards away from where, where the action was happening. But sure if you were there now you, you would you, you I mean there wouldn't be a bookie within hundred yards of you that kind of way. But those days it, it you had a chance of but you needed to be right. You, you did you needed to be right exactly. And but saying that the when I when I started off with the dogs you'd have plenty of guys would bet They'd have ten bets a night or eight bets a night, whatever. At the finish, when I went to the dogs this, years later, they would have one bet every two weeks. So that that whole thing changed as well. The the the, the punters became more clever, more selective as well, and and, and uh, the, the the business dried up. The turnover went down. A lot of things happened. Bookmaking, I think, anyway. But 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 um, no, the punters are harder to beat nowadays than they were twenty five years ago. That's that was the big thing in my favor. They're, they're, they were harder to beat now than 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 when I was when I was uh, my business was growing as a bookie. Well, that's see, you back in twenty five years ago, there wouldn't yeah. have been people like you in the sport of life of the racing post market. You know, educating people how to bet would that you'd have had a tips, you'd have had auger and the man on the spot in the sport of life. But you, you know, yeah, yeah, a lot that... more education for punters from successful people like yourselves these days. But, it, but, 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 but Simon, the information is there for them just to, by clicking buttons now and getting on and having a look at stuff and, and, and having a look at the form of, I, even, even the fact that you can watch replays is fantastic. You know what I mean? But you know, that even, that's something that you haven't, that you've missed. Even if you're, even if you're at the races nowadays, you, you can have a quick look at, at, at the horse's last run just to refresh your mind that, that what you actually saw on that day was what actually happened. Because sometimes it's not. You'd be surprised that I'd often get an impression of a horse saying, ah, he, he's, he, he's, he, he faded or he didn't finish great. And then you look at the race again and saying, to be honest, he didn't do that at all. He, I mean, he, by, by those type of things, they're all little edges that the punters get. Plus a big edge the punter has is the punter can bet in any race they like where the bookies are putting their neck on the line in every single contest as such. You know what I mean? They're they're putting their head out there. Whereas a bookie can stand or a punter can stand back and say, look, I'm going to give the every race a skip until the last race or whatever. And then I'm going to have a go on that one. You know that kind of way? Yeah, now everybody knows all about the really sharp punters like Barney Curley. But how yeah. many how many punters that would bet with you regularly on the race course would beat you back in when you know back in the days before Betfair? 
Um, who would beat you? Uh, only a couple, but 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 if they beat you, you 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 kind of started to to merge forces with them. If you know what I'm saying, yeah. you you didn't you didn't leave them beat you on a continual basis. Um, if they did beat you, you kind of got friendly friendly with them or whatever, shared stuff with them so that they didn't come near you anymore. More than more than get rid of them. If you know what I'm saying, you wouldn't you wouldn't fall out with them or anything like that. You'd say, look. Or like the, a lot of the guys, the bigger layers at the time were bookies. Do you know what I'm saying? So basically, what happened was, if if one fella came in and would beat me for one, he probably wouldn't want me reciprocating the business the following day either. So eventually, we'd probably become friends in that. Do you know what I mean? And say, look, you deal me out in future, and I'll deal you out, and 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 we'll share notes, that kind of stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. I I remember one man met with me. Um, like what what let great best punter of all time that I ever came across was Charles Burns. And he, he came into me one day in um in Punchestown and he backed his horse to me in a maiden hurdle. I'll give it no chance anyway, anyway. It was eight to one, so he backed it each way. And I just so I said I stuck it in the bag, I took a chance anyway. So I said it won't win anyway, so but it might maybe to be placed, but and I won't be doing any more. So he came back in again at six. And he said, do you want to lay it again each way? And I said, I will, go on, I'll chance it. So it bolted in anyway. I won't have to track anyway, right? So I just said before the rest of the guys that were with me, I said, like, if this wins anyway, I'll pack it in. You know what I mean? I said, but when it won, I knew this man was too good for me. Do you know what I mean? So I said to I'm, I came and met him and I said, look, I ain't, I ain't going to play you anymore. You're just too good. But I can help you doing the bits and pieces and, and I got a little bit of a relationship with him and, and and even still to this day I get I'm friendly with him you know what I mean but we put on for him for a while put on for other people as well but look it's a kind of a case I mean, if you can't beat him join him you know what I mean yeah so when you said early doors your uh, success was your worst enemy in actual fact it turned around that your success drew in the other sharp punters and added to your network yeah no, if, if you're if you're laying if you're laying decent bets you're going to attract people that know what they're doing do you know what I mean? And, and it's all a question of of handling them the best way you can without them causing you too much damage. Do you know that kind of way? But I'd lay big bets to people that knew what they were doing, but then you could maybe dump them or, or you sometimes you'd take your chances. And But I'd also, I would have also laid big bets to people that I did not think knew what they were doing as well. You know what I mean? And I suppose they're the guys that you'd be hoping to get a hold of. And there are many of them around, but... I had one or two fellas that that weren't as sharp as they should be in relation to the units they were betting in. Yeah, no, I heard a wonderful story. I hope it's true. Um, I was told that Ladbrook sent somebody to court racecourse to shorten one up and you didn't fancy it. And you totally um, just stood there and laid it and laid it and laid it and laid it. And you were right and they were wrong. I mean, but that sort of thing happened quite a lot, especially with the trade money. Yeah, I, I suppose so, yeah. Another thing as well, like... If it was somewhere like Carl, I can't remember the instance you're talking about, but it could have, it probably did happen. But if I was dealing with, with a couple of other friends of mine who were dealing in the same kind of units and figures and do the same thing, he could be in Fairy House and we might not fancy this horse. And it would be a case of me taking it on in Cork, but we were going to halves maybe. That could have been the situation, you know what I mean? So it, it would have been twice as strong, if you know what I'm saying. 
it could me could be I could be laying it for myself and and a friend of mine as well at the same time. Do you know that kind of way? Because there wouldn't have been maybe no access to exchanges even at a stage like that. So if they were coming for one, it'd be it'd be manna from heaven for us. Because I could be laying it for maybe maybe two people or maybe three people at times. Who knows? You know, it might it may it may not have been all my own money. That's all I'm saying on that particular day. I don't know. I can't remember now to be honest. It's one of those folklore ones that um was there was there a moment when you, when you an exact moment you can remember where you thought that's it now for the on course bookmaking did you was there something that has decided you yeah i'll tell you exactly um it was it was a summer of i think it was like two well 12 i'd say it could be 10 10 or 11 years ago um oh look i, I was starting to I was starting to, to lose and look, it, it, it's a great game when it's winning, when you're winning and it's not so nice when you're losing. And the same with every game really, but um, the summer I, I was having a, a, a baddish run and, and then I went, I think about three months without winning at a meeting. Like this is going four and five days a week. And it went, it went from maybe the start of July till the arc day in, 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 um, October, the first Sunday in October, I went to Tipperary. And at the end of those that the previous month, I, I was just trying to minimize the damage. I was I was I was like like I couldn't turn the tap off really. I, I couldn't stop losing. And like it, I would say three months without winning a day. And I just said to myself, look, this is this isn't a bad run. Like this isn't this is not going to stop. Like I never ever had a run like this. It was you, you get you get bad runs, all right, but you'd never get a three-month run without winning a day. I said like if if I don't get out of this game, I'll finish up on the side of the road. So I made a conscious decision on that day. There was a meeting there on the Tuesday as well in Tipperary two days later. And I just said to myself, I'm finished with this. I, I, if I don't get out of this soon, I, I it's going to, I'd finish up with absolutely nothing. And I, I just said to with the guys who work for me, I said, we're done, we're done. So I, I sold my pitches. I didn't get a lot for them. I got a percentage of what I paid from, but I was happy to get out. And it was actually the best decision I ever made, to be honest, because... It, it freed up a lot of time for me that the, the traveling was 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 becoming a headache but now you, you had to put up with all those things if you were winning but but on top of like losing on top of all the on top on top of all the like the the, the, the negative side of the game it, I, I had enough and but I couldn't I could not see it ever turning around for me anyway Simon because as a gambling bookie, it was you were getting picked off day after day, and there was no business there either. The, 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 the business had collapsed in, in a very short space of time. And for the only way I could have stayed going was if I had decided to go back betting small as a bookie, really small, and, you know, fiddling around. But it was very hard to do that if I still wanted to bet horses to a bigger level. You know what I mean? So it, it made the, the bookmaking side of it pointless if I was going, like, it wasn't much point in, in going to the races for five days and winning and losing it all in one bet in a horse and first race in Newton Abbott, like, do you know what I mean? So I decided to cut, to, to get out of it. And it, it, to be fair, it, it was, it was, I don't regret it either. And it, it allowed, it allowed me um more time at home, freed up more time to raise my kids properly and all that. Do you know what I mean? So like one time we were away five and six nights a week. And, and like I'd never be home, like you know what I mean. And 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 you 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 didn't get to see the, your kids grow up and properly, really. You know what I mean. And and you were leaving too much in 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 the hands of your wife as well. That, that she was going to be up the walls trying to look after them and that. Like doing what he was doing early on. We we used to go every we gone seven days a week, 
and, and maybe home only two nights a week and you go to England if there was no racing on in Ireland, all that kind of stuff. Like, you know what I mean? So this this way, it, it allowed me like stay at home a lot more. I started go maybe go to, then I give up. I hardly ever go to the races nowadays. I found that there was no edge going to the races anymore. It, the traveling and all that you know, was, 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 was like you get old as well and you, you, you get older and, and those things start to take a toll. Whereas you, when you're young, they don't bother you in the slightest. Okay, John, I'm sure I'll be going to talk about what you did next in a minute, but you did tell me that you ultimately lost about 80% in seven figures that you invested in pitches in Ireland. Now, that's a hell of a chunk of a hell of a lot of money to have to sort of basically turn in because they de what they depreciated that much. Um, but you also said that your Cheltenham pitch was, uh, was a good one. We haven't talked about that yet. Um, how many other pitches did you have in the UK? Just, just the one. I had a half share in the pitch in in Aintree with a guy. We he wanted to buy it, and I wanted to buy it. And um, he 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 said to me, "Will we buy it between us?" So I didn't want to upset anyone. So I said, "Yeah, we'll go, we'll go ahead. We'll do that." But he was a he was a different kind of an operator to me. He he only wanted to play figures and that. And we only did it for two years. Now we didn't do. We we might have won something in it, all right. But is 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 um. It didn't really suit me, and I'd say me being involved in with him didn't really suit him either. Do you know what I mean? So it wasn't really a perfect partnership. So he decided. He said to me after two years, "Do you want it? Do you want it?" And I said, "It was on the rails in the entry." And do you know what? The business wasn't worth to, to, for me to go. I didn't think it was worthwhile going to myself, so I didn't bother with it after. I said, they "Just said it, and we we got our money back, and 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 and, and that was it." So, but I I had Chatham for the bones of 17 or 18 years and it, it was a, it was my luckiest and best pitch actually it's very competitive in that ring though isn't it did you did you find that your punters found you if they came over would that sort of help where you were yeah look you'd have, you'd have there wasn't there wasn't too many irish bookies there and Look, if you if they knew you from home, that that you'd probably bet with you. There was there's plenty of bookies to bet with in Cheltenham anyway. But I found that um, like top and Betfair and that you you could get away with that in Cheltenham. I, I, I probably a lot more than you could get away with it in a normal day. You'd have no chance doing that like on a run of the mill meeting. But you know, just going to um, say eleven to ten a yoke that's two or six or two or eight that kind of stuff. You you could get away with that little that 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 little thing whereas whereas um and, and taking on taking on taking your, your your whack out of it or whatever. I mean I I I I was lucky there. I was I was probably lucky there in, in certain years as well. And but I had good meetings in it. You know what I mean? I had real good meetings in it to be honest. And but uh, at the end, even though I I was winning, I knew I wasn't playing the correct way. If you know what I'm saying, it was like. It was like a soccer team playing with four forwards. You know what I mean? Do you know what I'm saying? They had four up front. It, it, it was it was kamikaze stuff, and I knew some year it had to go wrong, and eventually it did. It it did. It went wrong one year. No, I was really really unlucky the year it did go wrong. But saying that, I had good luck other years that I probably didn't even recognize. If you know what I'm saying? Like I I remember one year I watched Cheltenham and they showed a replay at Christmas. You know, you're sitting down, you've nothing to do, and showed Cheltenham the festival, and. It, Every horse that was second was a disaster for me. Do you know what I mean? That kind of way. But at the time, I didn't even realise it. Do you know what I mean? I was, I was just saying, oh, we won there, we won there, we won there. But I, I didn't realise how close it was to losing, losing me cobblers in, in almost every race. Do you know that kind of way. But one, the, the, finally, the, the year it, it, it went wrong for me. I said the first year I lose here, I'm out of it. 
because uh, it, 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 the, the, the extras were too big, the turnover was down. And I mean, uh, originally when we went to it, you went hoping, hoping that you could win, like hoping that you could win a, a, a decent whack. Or maybe even if, even if you lost, uh, even if you did a bad meeting, the X's didn't really matter. But at the end, the X's were too high a percentage of what you could win or lose. So for that reason, I decided to pack it in. Now, do, do you think that um, on-course bookmaking has, has reached the sort of as bad as it's going to get and then it's sort of bouncing back with some of the new faces coming into it? Um, look, as I say, I, I'm not that qualified to, to answer that question because I, I I don't know what it's really like. But I, I look at the crowds that go to and I see go to meetings and there's nobody at them. I mean, if there's no hunters, you can't hold money properly. That's the way I look at it. Um, for me, I, I wouldn't like I, if I wouldn't take a pitch for for any for and loving their money nowadays anywhere. I just think they're a waste of time myself. But but other people seem to be. Able, but England is different to Ireland in so far as that. There are days in England where the booking is is a certainty to win. Do you know what I'm saying? Like if you get thirty thousand people into York of a Saturday for John Smith's Magnet Cup Day or something like that, and you have handicaps that God wouldn't have bet in, you can't but win. You know what I mean? If you play the figures and you play small money in two fifties each way and five each way, like it's like having a little corner shop, isn't it? If you play the those figures in in like there are meetings where they get big crowds of Saturdays and that festivals and things like that in England where you can't both win but those days are fairly few and far between in Ireland they don't have those days so they may have had them one or two of them in Leperstone at the Dublin Racing Festival where the place was 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 was, was chock full of people but like even Punchestown wasn't busy apparently I didn't even go to Punchestown this year but it, it wasn't busy anyway I don't think um Galway is not as busy as it used to be. Um, like you don't get that many days like the Dublin Racing Festival. Like, and and to, to run a business for the round of the year and go to all these places, like personally, bookmaking, if you were making a book in Ireland, I would say you keep it to the, the real top meetings and you keep it, if you can, get your hands on a, a, a reasonable pitch, the good one. Like You have to have a good one as well. Uh, it wouldn't be for me now insofar as that the money that, that they're that they're making still I would query whether they're worth it to be honest. I, I mean I think what what you would you be better off putting your money into a fleet of taxis or something? I I don't know. There must be easier ways of making money. Like it's not every business that you can go and actually lose in a day either, is it? Ah uh, true, true. So when you decided, you told your lads, that's it, we're done. Yeah, Did you literally yeah. jump the fence and the very next day you were like a professional punter? Well I was a professional punter all along Simon because I was betting every day of the week anyway. Do you know what I mean? You yeah. know like the, the the bookmaking side of it was having less and less of 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 of, of an impact on, on on my overall picture anyway basically do you know what I mean so like like if we were going to say Tipperary of a Thursday say I could have more in the first favourite in 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 Ludlow going there than I could win in Tipperary for the day that was always the case with the way I played do you know what I mean. Our our our, our later first favorite in Ludlow, whatever it was, the case may be. Do you know what I mean? Like the the bookmaking for me, like just very very few bookies, very very few made, made big big money. Like actually bookmaking, they nearly always had something else, like another string to their bow or whatever. You know what I mean? And I'd say overall, if I ever made like what what any kind of money I ever made, 
I'd say a very small percentage of it came from bookmaking, to be honest. I would say the, the bulk of it came from actually punting horses and that. That, that was basically... You, 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 because you, you, can, you can win a lot of money in a day punting, but you, you, you can't win that much money on a day making a book, I think, because you, you can only win what you turn over. Do you know what I'm saying? So if, if a bookie t- goes to, just say, it's Ascot of a Saturday and he turns over 20,000 for the day, right? That's all he can win. I mean, that's that's laying no winner or no play starts or anything. That's that's what he can win. Whereas if a fellow goes to Ascot punting and he hits the seven winners in a row, like he can win, he can win the clan die, can't he? Like you know what I mean? He he can win any kind of money. You know that kind of way. I always found that with punting, um, that's you, you can win. You could you could have a big touch punting, but you could never have a big big touch. I can't ever remember winning an absolute fortune making a book of any day ever. But I can have I can remember having some really good days punting. You know what I mean. But it, it, a lot of the time it was the two combined. I could maybe win making the book, lose punting, or vice versa, or losing both, winning both. That was the way I operated every day of the week. Okay. Now you were you said before that you were getting some good connections. You were getting some good a, a good card mark then. Did it open your eyes as to how hard it must be for anyone that's not well connected to win? Yes, yeah, yeah. I tell you, a guy, a, a man that, that taught me how to bet, really, was was Paddy Wilmot. Um, I, I I always knew him. He was a, he'd be a bit slightly older than me, and he always he was a clerk of the races, and he did all sorts of punted at a high level, a huge level actually. And I remember him saying to me one day, "Would you do? Would you put on a few bets for me? Do you know what I mean? And uh, can you get on?" And I said, "Yeah, we can get on. If fellas here can do the shops and that, like so." He started ringing me with bets and. It was a huge eye opener for me. It was it, the difference between his stuff and my own stuff was stark. Do you know what I'm saying? And I was saying to myself, like, what I'm doing is a, is a load of rubbish compared to this. You know what I mean? This is this is proper stuff. Like, you know what I mean? These is this is these this man is back in horses at, at four to one going off eight to eleven. You know what I mean? That kind of stuff. And and you can get on these horses at the time. Whereas if I backed a horse at four to one and it went off eight to eleven, it was a pure accident. You know what I mean? It was it 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 it, it was it was a fluke. If, if we backed one at four to one, it could go off six to one. Who knows? But but this guy, this man knew what he was doing and had an in whatever the word is, an encyclopedia like like knowledge of horses. I've never met anyone in all my years that knows more about the game than this man. Anyway, I mean, and I still ring him to this day. And if he if if I fancy a horse and he doesn't. It would be enough for me not to back it. And I was no. told, I was told by somebody that was uh, in in with Paddy Power that every live bet, so for the Shannon River, was suspected as being Johnny Deneen. <laughs> uh, did you? I mean, how much of it in reality would have been? And did you have like a? Were you operating as a team, or was it just you? Oh no, I, I never went to the shops myself, but but you'd have fellas that could, could put on for you at the time. And the shops were good, like the shops were good um, 15 years ago, or like th- that time, 2006, 7, 8, when there was like, when, the, when it was real money swirling. I mean, you, you could have any bet you like in the in the morning. Like you could have, you, you wouldn't need to have any bet at the races. I mean, you could back 10 to 1 shots, you you get on those, you get on favourites. I mean, I, I could even, I remember you could back horses at evens, go off 4 to 1 on, that kind of stuff, like, you know what I mean? Um, but all that died and all that stopped and the, the, they started cutting out those things and the shops started closing in on, on, on all that kind of stuff. So that's not really a stream. And, and on top of that, the morning prices 
that time we we'll come out at half eight and we used to be able to get at them. Uh, now they're out at six o'clock the night before, whatever. So that's 14 and a half hours earlier than I can get, I can bet now. No, they were out now 14 and a half hours earlier tonight than I can get at them. So basically I'd see a horse two to one, maybe on, on, a, on a given night and say, that's a great price. But the thing is, if it's two to one at half eight in the morning, it's been there for 14 hours and no one's backed it. So I'm now the only one that thinks two to one is a good price. So you kind of hoping that it's in, you're, you're, you're half hoping that it's, the price is contracted, but not by too much, if you know what I'm saying? Because you'll find that if you're the only one, if you're in the one boat on your own, it's it's very often the wrong boat, you know, that kind of way. So uh, I'd often look at those kind of things and say, look, I'm now the only one that thinks two to one is a good price. I'll have to have a look at this race again and have a rethink maybe, you know. But the the price is like, I mean, I'd love to be able to get on the night before, like, but but but, but I can't. And, and it's very few people can't get on the night because that's where the, the real value lies. But that, those type of prices don't exist for me anyway anymore. I was speaking to a mutual friend of ours, Dean Valentine, and he told me that your second, your wicked sense of humour is second only to your knowledge of the sport. Now, is a, a sense of humour essential in this game? Uh, yeah, yeah, I think you've got to be able to take the rough with the smooth. Uh, I mean, we just have great cracks with my pals, and very often the best crack you'd have is when you get cleaned out. You know what I mean? Like you get into the car and you'd be home, you'd be saying like. He's I'm in some state now. You know what I mean? And everyone would be everyone in the car would probably be in the same kind of same position. You know what I mean? And that time there was a lot of credit going, and 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 you you, you like once you didn't abuse the credit, you were never beat. Then if you had a bit, of, if you had a chance, you always had a chance if you didn't abuse the credit. You, even if you had no money, and you, you came out of a meeting broke, if if you didn't abuse your credit, you always had a chance of getting going again. That's another thing that's gone from the game as well. There's no credit anymore, and it's very very difficult to get going nowadays if you go. Whereas that time, if if you were skint, you had a chance because you, you, you could bet with people. And and even if you lost, you'd say, look, I'll see you in a week's time or whatever. And that was kind of all understood. And, and that, that, that everyone, that was part of the game as such. Now that doesn't exist. So when we used to have great fun going around to stay in the hotels and all that kind of stuff. And we'd be out all night, all that kind of stuff. And you know what young fellas doing that. But no, I wasn't much of a drinker, but I used to drink a bit that time, all right. But that, that eventually I, I kind of half got rid of the drink part of it because not that it was much of a drinker anyway but 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 you, you couldn't get out of bed and if you couldn't get out of bed you'd very often miss a price or something like that and it's not what the drink was costing the night before it's what would cost you the following day that was the big thing for me but like we always but i often think to myself too i you could be going to a meeting and i could say to a friend of mine that you know what i need to win today because i'm in, i'm in bad state now you know what i mean i'm going desperate and the next thing a month later, you, you mightn't have won in between it. And you'd be saying, Do you know what? A month ago I wasn't going that bad at all. But I am in I am in some shit now. <laughs> you know. <laughs> but that that was it. But well, we used to have great fun and and, and basically the, the, the best of the days the the best crack we had would be when 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 we'd be sideways coming out of a meeting. Not so much that we won. Because if if we won we would be all telling each other lies and saying, I didn't win that much. I didn't win that much. <laughs> Whereas if you lost, you'd be exaggerating. Oh, I'm gone. Because <laughs> you'd be always afraid to tell for us how much you won, but you'd never be afraid to tell for us how much you lost. Okay, of course, John, we've got to say, uh, tell everybody watching that, you've got to bet responsibly these days, haven't you? <laughs> 
Yeah. Um, now, just, uh, I'm going to be a little bit intrusive here because I'd like to know, you know, you're obviously you're still betting for a living. So are you a, a judge? Are you a form student that spends hours in the form book? Is that the majority of your selection process or is it still um, a lot more sort of doing business and sharing business and networking and that sort of thing? Look, I'd say so. It's it's a cocktail of a, of a whole. Like I could speak to four or five people every morning that that I know with twenty five years say okay, and I'd rate. I'd have a lot of respect for these people, and and they for me okay. So we we compare notes and all that. So it, if it's an A, a versus B situation in a horse race, and it's just like say six to four each or two, and I've my form done, and I'm I'm coming down very much in the side of A anyway. Like if the other four guys I speak to. Are, are coming down in the side of B, there's no way in the world am I going to say, I don't care what they think, I'm back in A. I, I wouldn't have any bet in that race. No, I may not swing around and go with them, but there's no way I'm back in my own hearts anyway. Do you know what I mean? I mean, you have to have respect for other people's opinions, especially winners anyway. You know what I mean? And like I've seen people that would, wouldn't, that just have pure faith in their own opinion and say, I don't care what fellas are back and I'm doing this end of story. I found that kind of ideal not too beneficial in the in the long run. Like, I mean, you don't want to be in the boat on your own and it it going down and and everybody else on, on the shore waving at you. You know what I mean? Looking looking at you and, and you're you're sinking in your ship. Uh, that's the way I look at it anyway. I, I mean, I I would respect people that 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 when we speak to each other and and, and you get a little vibe into what the offend they fancy this and. And, and and you you much prefer him turn around and saying yeah I agree with you I agree with you I fancy that horse as well or whatever and but I, I wouldn't be like as arrogant or something enough to say I look I don't care what you're saying I, I'm going this way anyway end of story and I I would be pay attention to betting markets some people would say oh it's it's two to one no it's four to one you have more on all this old stuff I'd be the exact opposite of that I'd be saying you should be having a lot less on you should be having nothing on it if you can or try to maybe pay, pay a fine and get out of a horse that that. That 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 it goes out to a price that it should not be. Now, the one thing I would have said in in my years gambling, the one thing I, I reckon I was good at was knowing the prices of horses. If you know what I'm saying. So if I priced a horse even money and it was six to four, so I, obviously I take the six to four. It like if that horse went out to eleven to four, in my opinion, there's something wrong here. There's something that I haven't seen or something that I don't know anything about. Why this horse has gone to such a price, and for that reason, it can't win in my book anyway. Do you know what I mean? Because this horse should never ever be eleven to four. Do you know what I'm saying? So if I'm on at six to four, I will easily pay a fine at five to two and nine to four or whatever to get out of my bet and and pay and lose in it no matter which and and draw a line under it and go on to the next race. I have found that rather than sticking it out, and it, it isn't an easy thing to do to pay a fine or and admit that you're you're in trouble here. But it's 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 a bit like you're buying the share at at. at a fiver and they go into three quid and you, you fellas say oh, we'll buy more of them. The 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 the, the, the uh, best thing to do probably in that instance is get out of your share and and and, and take your loss. But the psyche with people is like go again and you'll average it nine to four now instead of you know what I mean that kind of thing. I'd be thinking the, the exact opposite to that. I would say that if the market is telling you that something is too good to be true, it's because it usually is. And and and. Like I hear Phyllis saying, like, oh, we have more on if it's out to ten to one now. It should have been I priced it four to one. It's ten to one. Uh, double up again. I, I don't get that one in the air for sale. That that wouldn't be the way I'd bet in a million years. Would you would you be 
the opposite way. So if you made something nine to four and it was smashed into six to four all morning, would I mean, would you respect that the money that was making it go into that price was live? Is the money that makes horses move these days got to be live money? So would you then be more confident and still back it? Or would you think that's too short? Like, like, would you believe with, with these algorithms now? I'm, I'm not even so sure, but but up to lately, I, I mean, I, I've got caught in that trap hundreds of times. Like, you look at a horse, it's, it's especially, do you know what you, I, I got caught a load of times doing it? It's places like Dundalk. You'd look at races and you say, like, you couldn't even look at, you couldn't even look at these races, they're so difficult. Next thing you turn around to tell you, there's, what, there's something seven to four. It's trained by a guy that never, that trains two winners every 10 years, you know what I mean? And he said, geez, I have to lay this. Comes home alone, you know what I mean? But as you're right, it's it's seven to four for a reason, like, you know what I mean? So invariably now, I'll stick to that motto anyway. When something's too good to be true, it usually is. If you can lay something at seven to four that should be seven to two, you shouldn't be laying it at all, probably. Do you know what I'm saying? Whereas the the the, 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 the exact opposite is also the case. If, if a horse is seven to two, it should be seven to four, you shouldn't be backing it. I would be a big, big respecter of the market. Absolutely, no, absolutely. And would you have to have some sort of consistency in what you do? Because otherwise you're going to get yourself in all sorts of a state. If you lay this one, you don't lay that one, you back that one, you don't back that one. If you've, if you've got, even if you haven't consciously made it, do you think there is some sort of consistency there where you always do something or is it a hunchy thing as well at the same time? Oh, there's there's all sorts of things. There's hunches. Look, there's... there's look, you, 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 I always found you... Same as any gambler. Like, I'm no different to any gambler. You, you'll play better from the front, always. You'll do stupid stuff from behind, always will. Like, you know what I mean? I mean, like, I'll chase as the same as as the same as most people. No, I won't chase to, till the, the 11.44 in Suffolk Downs. You know what I mean? But I will chase to a point. I mean, I, I will have a bet. Maybe I could easily have one bet more than I should have on a day. You know what I mean? There are the days I never mind losing. The days I hate, the days I hate. If I go to a meeting and I say I fancy A, B, I fancy four horses, and the four of them are beat, and I'll say like going home. Well, I'm entitled to have lost. I lost four multiplied by whatever I had on them anyway. So I know roughly what I should have lost. And if 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 I lose that amount of money, that doesn't bother me. But the day I go and I I, I have. Four, those four are beat, and I'll do two other things that I would not have done if the four of them had won, and I have a bad, bad day over that. They're the days that kind of frustrate me a bit. You know what I mean? I never mind losing, but I, I hate losing more than I should have on a, on an any given day. But um, what was what was the question there again, Simon? Sorry. You, you... Uh, did, would you have a consistency? So if something that was too that you fancied had gone out too big a price, would you always? You know, so I maybe back it, maybe lay it instead of backing it, or would you, if the one was too short, would you still go in? No, Lazy, no. So? I mean, I, 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 as I said, I, I've, 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 I've put my leg into that trap a lot of time. The ones that when they're too short to lay them, I think that's that's not a good idea in the long term. Now they're too short for a reason. Normally, do you know what I mean? There's there is some reason why they are that short, and and most people can't see it. The insiders who know what they're doing will be able to see it, but. A lot of the time, the, the, the average Joe Soap, including myself, can't see why this horse is six to four. But when it's coming up the straight hosing in, you can see why it was six to four. Do you know what I mean? That kind of way. And or it's because it's going to make the running in the race or something like that. There is some edge to, to someone knows something why this horse is going to be six to four. But uh, but look, that's the way I look at it. I, I, I always think that that the, 
I don't know. I mean, gambling is funny. You need to have a good mind in gambling too. You, you need to be able to, to, if you have a bad day, that you can take it on the chin, and 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 you need and you need to be able to not get carried away when things are going right because the the right hook is only right around the corner. You know what I mean? And if if you, and you need to be able to think that if you are on a bad run, that you have the confidence in your own ability that you're going to pull your way out of it. You know what I mean? That you 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 can't be saying that that oh, I'm I'm gone forever here if unless you are actually gone forever. Like, but but you know there is a time when maybe will come in your in somebody's life and the career and they say look I am washed up here I'm no good at this game anymore and then you've got to go but for me if if you're if you're um if you're good at something and you think you you you, you you'll be able to turn it around stay at it but you don't want to stay on the pitch too long it's about it's a bit like these soccer players that play till they're forty six and thirty seven years of age they, 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 you know they. You 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 must know when to go and and you know you what's that saying you're going to know when to hold them and know when to fold them that's basically a big part of gambling but the mind is very important you 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 need to have a good like head on your shoulders to be able to take the rough of the smooth. Like the sort of um, people that you deal with, you know, the, the sort of mysterious gambling sort of uh, community. Would the is there a difference between the Irish and the? UK racing, as in the sharp information and what's more reliable. Look, I, I suppose for, for for us, for us, um, the Irish stuff is probably more reliable because it's it's a it's a home game for us. You know what I mean? Like, like no, nobody is going to wake up in their in in, in their bed and out of their bed in Newmarket of a, of of a, of a Wednesday morning and, and and ring me and tell me like, oh, you should be on this. You know what I mean? You know, you know what I'm saying? Like it it filters down through. And then you don't know. Sometimes you can get you can get misinformed and that like. But um, you, you look, you, you quickly know who's telling you the truth and who's who's making it up and who's who's sticking in wrong stuff and all that. And you get to know from 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 the like you, you can see by way the, the horse will travel in the market and the way it travels in the race whether the information was correct or not. Do you know what I mean? I mean I've laid I've laid horses for fillers that told me that they won't win. They've been beat, all right, but like they've been beat heads and necks and things like that. Do you know what I mean? It's it's pure miracle stuff. You know what I mean? And some of them would win. You know what I mean? Some of them would win. So you know that even though your man got it beat, he won right at the same time. You know what I mean? Uh, or or if if a fella tells you this will win and it's 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 eleven to ten, it goes out to three to one and can't be found. You, you know he wasn't right. Like you know what I mean? So you you'd, you'd be probably taking him with a with a pinch of salt the next day. He'd be coming like that. So look, there's a lot of like lesson bought's better than lesson taught in this game, isn't it? Like really. So you, you, I I think that over the years you get to know people you can trust. You get to know people that know what they're talking about, and you you, you look you get to deal with people that will pay, people that won't pay, all that kind of stuff. So you filter all that kind of stuff out, and 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 nowadays I'm happy that I'm betting. Anyone that I bet with will pay me. I'm not interested in hard luck stories afterwards saying I didn't get this, I didn't get that. I'd rather have no bet with someone that that unless they will definitely, definitely part if if I do, if I'm lucky enough to beat them or win win a bet off them. I can't be entertaining the getting like sob stories after the race because the, the margins are too small nowadays to, to, to be incurring bad debts one time that, those things were okay when you were when, when the money was was a wash in the betting ring but nowadays like one guy knock you for a, for a year and it takes maybe half your profit so that's no good either 
So would you would you be betting with more uh, in inverted commas commission agents as opposed to directly with a bookmaker? Well, I, I have one book one account with a bookie. Um, it's 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 to win handy money. It's not it's no it's no um, it's not major. I bet with commission agents or agent really. Um, I would bet two with two people that put on in shops and things like that. You can still get odd bets on in shops here and there. It's it's harder work nowadays for the for them. But I don't bet the way I used to either. You know what I mean? So what's what's a bet for me now is is a lot more manageable than it was one time. You know what I mean? So if I can, if I'm happy to have a like, if the bets I'm happy with nowadays, I wouldn't have been happy with 15 years ago because it wouldn't be enough. But I'm very happy to have these bets nowadays if I can get them on. And I hear fellas saying they can't get on. Again. I, I, getting on is not a problem for me. Um, but you can't get on at the at the right prices anymore, the real juicy prices. You know what I'm saying? So basically, if 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 I'm taking the difference, I think Simon is 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 that. If I'm taking maybe seven to four, five to two shots nowadays, the horses that I could have backed at five to two ten or fifteen years ago, I'm have I have, I have to make the decision now will I will I back them at seven to four or not? And 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 that's the that's a big difference in like if you're hitting the winner at like three winner one winner out of three at five to two you're in profit one winner out of three at seven to four you're in it's it's a loss like so that that is a difference that that's the big difference nowadays I find anyway in, in modern day gambling is you don't get the prices I don't anyway get the prices that I would that I did one time. Okay, Johnny. The, the 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 last party. I just want to go back to something you told me. You said you said that you started from uh, betting as a as a kid, as we mentioned already. You know, one figure bets to six figure bets in your pomp. I mean, what sort of six figure bets are we talking about, and at what sort of meetings? Um, it, 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 it would have been like as a bookie, like laying horses for for for, for that kind of money. Do you know what I mean? I would. I never had a six-figure bet myself on on a particular horse, but I, I was willing to, to 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 stand horses for that kind of money every now and then. To to a guy, I had one tremendous punter one time, really really good punter, big punter, and he he, he if if I rarely ever refused him a bet. You know what I mean? I don't think I ever refused him a bet to be honest. And uh, but he, and he'd come every now and then. They, they needn't be. They needn't be. Um, they need, they needn't be big meetings either. These could be ordinary meetings. He could turn up at an ordinary meeting and and, and I'd let him on a chance. Him, you know what I mean? But he he would he was a regular better. Now I, I, overall, I'd say there wasn't a lot in it between me and him in the end. But but he he was he was handy for you go to a meeting and he'd give you bets and he'd get you going in a race. If you know what I'm saying? Like he'd make you drive into a race into a handicap or something like that that you you'd finish up holding. Five times as much because he he gave you a, a kickstart that kind of a thing, but um he I remember one day he I'll just give one example of one thing he did with me was was um he, he, there was a race in 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 um Punchestown one year and he had uh, I fancied Max Joy in the race he was a seven to four shot and he he had he had forty grand in the way at seven to four, which was a big bet for him now normally he wouldn't bet as big as that but 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 um. I I had to have that forty on because I fancied it, and and I think I had about sixteen on it myself at the time, and uh, but he also had two and a half grand each way to rag in the race at thirty three to one, and that won, so I lost the 
my 16, I had to pay his 40, and 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 I finished up doing 115 in the race. You know what I mean? Which was, I think, was my worst ever race. Now, really, I think that that was um that was I think that was the worst race. But but it was, but on top of that, no, Simon, it was a screaming result as well. It was the best result in the meeting by a mile. Uh, like it was the rag in an eight horse race. Yokes beat out each way and everything. Like, and it was absolute screamer. Every bookie got a fortune race, and I was the only one that couldn't breed up there. But but look, that's the way the game went. I, mean, I often like I played him. Um, I, I played him. I was one other. I'll just tell the story here. Was I played him one night? He was betting on the phone with me, and um, he backed his horse in Leperstown in the last race. It was nine o'clock. He was. I think he was losing them. Um, 16 grand, he two grand each way in this yoke anyway, and it was a race that you, you couldn't have a bet in this thing anyway, but he hit a, hit a stab off it anyway, so uh, it's beat anyway, so I'm saying lovely, that's a lovely, that's a lovely night for me anyway, and um, so I'm down anyway, I goes down to the bedroom to the missus, and and, and uh, she says, well we watch something on Netflix, and I'm saying, yeah, oh, yeah, okay, love, watch away there, whatever you like, whatever you like, all this old stuff, and yeah, so she puts on, and would we watch, oh, I says, no problem, whatever you watch, whatever you want, whatever you like, so next thing, I get a text, two and a half grand each way, this joke, in the 920 in Chepstow, I didn't think Chepstow was even on, so uh, next thing anyway, I run up the stairs, I won't have to tell you what happened anyway. One at about 11 to 1 anyway. So I come back down to the room anyway, distraught. And she says to me, what do you want to watch? I said, I couldn't give a what we watch. <laughs> <laughs> I said, I'm going to sleep. Watch whatever you like. You <laughs> had a punch of that. Sorry, carry which, on. No, sorry, carry no, on. But that, that, that's a, yeah, but um, but no, I, I, I did play... If, Big for for a period, you know what I mean. Big for a period, but um, I don't play as big as that anymore. I couldn't afford to anyway because you, you couldn't you, you couldn't take the the bad runs anyway. I couldn't take the bad runs anymore. And on top of that, I, I wouldn't be as sure of of winning nowadays as as, as I probably thought it was that time. You know that kind of way. So, but why would that be? Look, I suppose the fact that that people know more than I do in a lot of instances. Um, the fact that you can't get the real proper prices you know what I mean um I suppose it's a, like everything now there's a there's a commission there's a commission and the bets with the like like it's for me to back I can back horses on 164 say 1.64 paying commission like of two percent if you said I was I'd have done that 15 years ago and I laughed at you like I mean we every bet we had at four to six was was like you better fill it at the races there was no commission so you you start adding up all those commissions and and at the end of the year it comes to a lot of money at the same time you know so that's that's another little thing that's impinging on your profit. Look, I suppose you you're getting older, fellas are coming up like it's a bit like the Wild West. There's there's always someone up coming up that's a faster gun than you. You know what I mean? So you've got to take all those things into consideration and 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 realize the big thing in this game is I think anyway one of the biggest things is you've got to realize your limitations and you've got to realize. Your pecking order, where you are in the pecking order, you know what I mean, of how of 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 in the, in the information chain as such, and how important or unimportant you are to certain people, and if you're not bringing anything to the table, then you don't feel as well can 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 um, render you like ineffective as such, and they they probably won't deal with you if you're not if you're not coming up with stuff that's of any use. Nobody's going to share stuff with people. That are taking all the time. You've got to be able to give as well. So um, 
Look, it's it's a combination of loads of things. I mean, nothing lasts forever anyway, Simon, as you know. And and you, you can't expect to... Like, nobody owes me a living. No bookie owes me a living or whatever. So I, I'm living basically on, on my wits and such. And if 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 you can't make it payable, well, that's just that's tough to manage. But look, as I said, this year has been good for me so far. If it keeps up, I'll be very, very happy with it, with it at the end of the year. But sometimes you can... I've taught that before and then you stand still for four months and you don't make any money or even lose. So it's not an exact science, this game, but... Look, I still think I can win, but I wouldn't be as confident as I once was. I put it that way, and like I, I would say, in the good times, if there's fifty-two weeks in the year, I would lose. I'd lose about four, and but now I'd say I could lose thirty, you know, or twenty-five or six. Anyway, I could lose every second week nowadays. Yeah. Whereas one time, like you, you, if you lost, was a rarity, you know. And if you did lose, you'd get it back next week anyway. It didn't really matter. If um if the the network that we've talked about suddenly said oh Johnny's gone at the game let's yeah. just cut him out with the WhatsApp groups or whatever yeah do you be confident that you could plow on and still make money just back in your own picks or would you turn it in? I I I I wouldn't be confident at all no 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 I wouldn't I, I wouldn't uh, uh, no, no I mean my own picks are would be okay up to a point but. You need help at the same time. Everyone needs help. You know what I mean? And uh, any fellas that think they don't are are, are delusional in my, or deluded or whatever the word is. Um, no, I, I I mean I think if you I'm 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 already struggling like nowadays in comparison to what it would have been one time. And if you take an extra bow from my arrow, like I'd be struggling even more. So I, I I'm only barely hanging in as it is really. You maybe maybe able to make a living. So if if you if 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 you were going on your own bat now, like the one good thing for me from this game is from 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 a family point of view is that my kids have no interest in it, none whatsoever. I wouldn't even look at a race, so even if it's on the telly, they would walk past it, and I wouldn't want them to have because if they were starting from scratch, no, I couldn't see how they could possibly make money nowadays. You know what I mean? I, I think the, the little bit of experience and knowledge and context that I have are about the the only things that that that, that probably protect me from actually losing on a constant basis. Now you've you've mentioned your family a few times, and obviously you you know you've you've been bringing them up during all this time we've talked about. How is is you, you obviously your wife's had to have confidence that you're not going to go skint and come home and say we've lost the house or anything? Is it yeah, was yeah. that always was there a lot of support in the background? Well, I imagine it's very important. Yeah, look, my, my missus is is is, is like we're married a lot, twenty almost twenty whatever. Um, Look, she never asked me any questions about anything. There is an element of 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 uh, I suppose look like like a lot of women that, that think it grows in the trees. You know what I mean? So like you know, <laughs> she like I don't ever bring back bad luck stories anyway. I had there would be one or two days in the whole year where I'm an absolute stinker, do everything wrong, and I might come home and say, look, I'm having no dinner and going straight to bed, and she'd understand. That's no problem. At all. But we, you wake up in the morning, it's like the previous day never happened. But um. Look, we get on grand, and she—it's she, never come to the point where 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 we've been in trouble or anything like that. Do you know what I mean? So, and I was lucky enough to to put away a little few few little things for the future when I was able to make it pay properly. So, only for that, I wouldn't have survived this this business. So, I think a big thing to any punter in any kind of a environment is is that when you're winning, you take your chips off the table, just remove them from the table, and put them into something that you can't get at 
And I, I think that's very, very valuable advice anyway to be, to anyone that, that thinks they can make money at this game. That if you if you get a don't if you get a, 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 a stack of chips, take them off, buy something with it, whether it is a, an apartment or a house or something like that, and something that you you get a, an income from, and something that you won't under any circumstances unless the real who was hitting the fan you won't get rid of. You know what I mean? So you'll always have something to show for it that 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 um. And and ma managing debt is a big thing in the two. That well, the one thing that stood to me is I never had debt. I, mean, I never and, and, and if I if I couldn't afford a car, I didn't buy it. You know what I mean? And and if we couldn't afford a house, we didn't we didn't buy it. The, the, like the, it was that was basically it. I never got involved in, in owing anybody, and and that's the thing that has helped me over the years. That 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 uh, I I never got involved with. with that, that there was people come along and knocking at the door and say, you owe me, you owe me, and I want my money. That never happened to me, thankfully. Thank, th thanks be to God that, that I could stave that kind of stuff off anyway, you know. Well, just finally, uh, John, there's, in 1989, there was a documentary on Barney Curley, which I had on VHS. It was all fuzzy, but I watched it over and over and over, and I was absolutely enthralled by it. At the very end, they asked him about gambling, and he says, you can't make money gambling. It's impossible. That was 1989. You've just said the same thing and there's going to be young lads that are watching this and they're going to think yes I can so what would you they're going to try anyway so what would your advice be to somebody now that wants to be the next Barney Coe the next Johnny Deneen who's in there the age you were when you started out would you tell them they definitely can't or would what would your advice be well I, I suppose Simon the, the strike rate is 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 probably something similar to being a professional soccer player or something like that. You know what I mean? It, it is so difficult to to to, to manage the, the well the longevity of gambling. Like there's no finish line in this game either, is there? Like you know what I mean? So look, I, I'd hate from from my own kids to get involved in this game now because it really is a, a cutthroat business and you need to have a, a special psyche for it, I think, more than anything else. Um it, it probably can be done and people can do stuff with with the internet now that that like I'm a dinosaur now as regards Bit now, I don't know anything about this, but it probably can be done. But I suppose I would say if you can stick to, like I stick to horses, ninety nine point nine percent of the bets I have are horses. Um, the, a lot of the stuff I see other people be betting horses and dogs and sport and soccer and all kinds of different sport, rugby and everything. I don't think you can be a master of of all these kind of trades. You know I mean you, you? I think you should you you should probably stick to one thing only if you're good at it, and if if you can make it pay, um, like my advice to fellow like I think you'd be safer saying to someone don't do it, because you'd be right, ninety nine times out of a hundred. I think that the, the casualty rate will will be too high, that you that you 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 won't be you 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 won't be wrong in 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 putting the fellow off it. It's probably still can be done. But by means of the internet, but it's so much more difficult now than it used to be. And and who like you've got to ask, ask you one question: Who are you going to win the money off? Who is going to allow you win money nowadays? Like bookies aren't going to allow you win money online, are they? Like a a bookie at the races isn't going to allow you win on a constant basis. Uh, like I don't know. I mean. Uh, can you, can maybe you can get on to these places like Malaysia or Asia. Those things are foreign to me. I don't know anything about that kind of stuff. But but maybe there are avenues down there where people can 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 get on for a while. Look, like for every winner anyway, there has to be a loser. And and like if 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 a fella lands a a, a decent touch somewhere, 
it has to land in somebody's lap. So that guy is not going to be happy. And he's not going to keep getting mullered over and over again. That's my reading of it. Anyway. Look, maybe it can be done, Simon, but the odds are against you. Brilliant. But on that note, Johnny Dineen, thank you very much. Thank you, Simon. Thanks for asking me.